Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to the Penny Bloom podcast. Today we continue our comic book movie journey through film with Captain America: The Winter Soldier. This one was released on April fourth, two thousand fourteen. Written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, and directed by the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe. I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up? What up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. This is a pretty important entry into the MCU, as mm-hmm. it is the first MCU entry directed by the Russo brothers, and they will be the formative image-making filmmakers for the MCU the rest of the time, through Endgame, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be with them for, for a little bit. We got a journey to go on with them. But no, this this did kind of feel it after... You tell me that it kind of does feel like the first of these type of movies. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I didn't really realize it while watching necessarily, but now that you bring it up, it is kind of, it does make I sense mean, that this is, is the first of the bigger, or not, yeah, not bigger, but. The, the, I, I know what you mean though. It's grander. It feels like there's, a, the, mm-hmm. even the stories about one character are expanding into national catastrophe you know Mm. or or worldwide catastrophe i think Mm -hmm. that you know this this movie is for my money the best russo brothers mcu movie i don't know that it's my favorite you know infinity war might give it a run for its money in that regard infinity war Mm -hmm. is pretty strong um and that might even give it a run for it in terms of best but i don't know i think thematically as far as a beginning to end good fucking movie this is uh, this is probably the best russo brothers uh mc movie it's also the first of four for them and the shortest one at two hours and 20 minutes wow yeah they they like to let stuff breathe huh um, yeah to say they the like least. to take their time maybe is is more apt but yeah this it felt i guess maybe maybe a little longer than it needed to be but i don't think this one is is suffering from from any length issues yet i don't think no, it's no. um there but but it is like every character is very i don't know i don't i feel like this isn't just a cap movie this is cap black widow nick fury and sam wilson's movie like this this is it's kind of just a journey that all of them are going on a, a mm-hmm. like more of like a shield i don't i don't know this is because shield is completely been taken over like it's it's not it, it's almost surprising that like tony and and other people don't show up in this movie right, right um so i guess it makes you know when we get to civil war maybe it does make sense that we do have basically everyone showing up um because like shield is completely compromised and the only mention of tony we get is like yeah he uh he helped with the 
the the Jets, you know, we gave us yeah, an upgrade yeah. or gave us a few tips or something, and then like, and that's it. So, but I do. I mean, I prefer him not to be in the movie. I, I still like that it is. It is a cap story. Um, you know, it, it still is a cap story. I don't want to say that this is another Avengers movie. I don't. I don't. No, think it not is. by any stretch. That's um, that's the strength but, of this movie is that it manages to be a Captain America yeah. movie while still. Yeah. giving giving supporting characters who are major characters and other that will go on to be major characters and other things a true supporting role not yeah. they're not nothing they're not overpowering the story the story is still steve rogers uh mm-hmm. but i love that they are it, this is the definition of a good supporting cast uh as far as what a supporting cast in a movie about a specific character is supposed to be, you know, this is where you could argue Captain America civil war kind of falters a bit. Um, yeah. And I, I would say the only did Haley Atwell actually pe- or play Peggy here. And then they just added a bunch of makeup. either prosthetic or, I mean, a lot of it looked visual effects it, to my eye. And like a lot, like that was the only time where it was noticeably something was off. Like this was, um, it not uncanny valley necessarily. It was her mouth movement. Her teeth were very perfect, um, and not just that. Like she obviously had braces or something. It was like they were not photo real. I want to say like they didn't have any light. Did not bounce off. They're very dull. Um, yeah, I mean, like it, her... it's Haley Atwell. It's Haley Atwell playing Peggy. Now I don't know okay. if she is VFX. Yeah up or anything but uh, her i think like her everything but her mouth i feel like is probably ah like i got it i got it Haley atwell was aged using cgi for her appearance mm-hmm. as elderly peggy carter uh co-director anthony russo commented that all of the old people have looked the same in movies since the 80s when you go down the makeup route we changed her face and her muscle structure and all of those things that change when you age well congratulations anthony it didn't look good so um, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, but that that was the only time in the movie where I was like, "Oh, okay, so that that doesn't really look the best." It's incredibly but, dismissive. I don't like the Russo brothers, and yeah, that'll probably be uh, that'll probably come through uh, a little bit. I think that's incredibly dismissive of makeup artists. That's fucking a horrendous comment. To yeah, that's and like it would make sense if the technology made it look very, very good and better than the makeup could do. But makeup can do much better than that. Yes. Um, and that's or also just an old incredibly, person. I don't know. It it doesn't have to be Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell. Yeah, who's probably yeah not or she's not that old. Not even close to that old. Not like even. Remotely. Not even I mean, like she's got to so be pushing. Like, she's pushing what ninety ninety five here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's I don't know. I, that that was the only decision I was like, okay, something's very very off here. And I I don't want to say that that was the only time where it visually looked bad or it was just kind of like it just there were some shots where it was like, "Oh, wow, they they tried a little bit here." Oh, like yeah, they're, they're trying. VFX, um, uh in terms of VFX, it's overall pretty strong. There are a few moments that I mean, like I get why they're VFX shots. Um like up until there's the scene whenever Steve is chasing the winter soldier after Nick Fury's assassination. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks really, really good. He throws the shield. He catches it. It looks really good. He throws it back at him and he slides away. And then Bucky jumps down when he arrives to the edge of that building. It could not be more obvious that he is not actually on the edge of the building. Yeah. Um, But I, 
there was really weird times, like, because it looked good the whole time, the whole sequence. Yeah. Like, him even jumping across the road from natural. window yeah. to window, like, that looked real. I mean, like, That's everything the thing, looked is that I also don't want to dismiss really, this like, movie for, like, yeah. just blanket statement. The visual effects are good mm-hmm. in this movie. It was nominated for an Oscar for its visual effects. Uh, wow. uh, there's a reason it didn't win, and it's because there are standout moments when the visual effects do not look good. Um, yeah. And it's it's the first time since... I don't know, the Avengers that I've noticed that, you know, I think Iron Man three, Thor, the dark world. Um, I mean, next week we've got guardians of the galaxy. It's just, when I think about the VFX in those movies, it's pretty seamless as yeah, far back as to uh, green lantern is probably the next, like actually clear. I mean, and that's not MCU, but like no, that's, the movie for this, that's probably the closest thing that is like a standout where like the VFX were noticeably just not, off. not up to par. I guess yeah. Ghost Rider, you know, Spirit of Vengeance is there technically back there. No, but, yeah. No, yeah. and like that's the thing is I'm trying to pick the ones that are like but, that are the most similar to this. Like this isn't, like I said, outright bad. Green Lantern, outright bad. Ghost Rider 2, outright bad visual effects. Like that's the yeah. Avengers has those moments that peek through as like, ah, uh, that could have been better. You know, like ah uh, that that could have been better. But on the whole, I mean those fucking things flying through the city, uh, that looks real as shit, you know? So like uh and there's yeah. there's a lot of that in this one. The fucking destruction of the Triskelion at the end of the movie looks incredible. Uh, that all that looks really really good. Uh, the, the crashing of the uh, yeah, I can't remember what they're called, but the, those fucking like things. Some carrier, um, some he- you know, yeah. the the mass destruction weapon in the movie. <laughs> um, Genesis. I mean that what a crazy. Pl- I mean that's like instant genocide, you know, yeah. and like not even like. A race just eh. threats to Hydra. Yeah, it, future future you is not good. Goodbye. Uh, we de- AI deems you bad. Um, sort of Westworld uh, like almost. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, and I and that's the thing is that like uh, I know I started out a little a little negative on this movie. I think that uh, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I like oh, yeah. I, I love this movie. I mean, it, it, it's sitting it, very very pretty. Fell rather um, high. On my on yeah. my CBM <laughs> ranking, there, um, I think that the story in general plays off of the first Avenger and the Avengers really, really strongly. It feels like a sequel to the the first Avenger, truly. But the suspicions that kind of creep up in Steve Rogers throughout the Avengers, where he's distrusting a Fury, and he's like, "What are you guys doing with Hydra Tech? Mm-hmm. How? Why is this happening? What's going on here?" Like uh, following through on that. I love that, you know, he's suspicious of S.H.I.E.L.D. before he even knows they're Hydra, That's true. you yeah. know? Um, okay. And I like that that follows through on his line from the first Avenger. That's not just like when Stanley Tucci asks him, you know, do you want to kill, do you want to kill Germans? And he's like, uh, I, I don't like bullies. I don't care where they're from, you know, like that, that line. Uh, it's. Yeah. Fascists. Yeah. He does not like fascists. And S.H.I.E.L.D. was heading down a route. That, that's a fat, like, you know, that's, that's fascism. That is fascism. Yeah, easy, um, easy way to make, like, uh, the deaths, the people who are dying, like, Hydra soldiers. It's like, yeah, they could die. Like, there's no, I have no qualm with them dying. Like, in the Avengers, you have an alien race, an alien invasion, and, like, them dying, there's no real question. It's like, yeah, we have to protect Earth. Um, yeah. but, like, in kids, I, I guess I'm, 
all this is coming from, like, uh, in kids' movies, usually there has to be a pretty clear reason as to why people are dying. And whenever mm-hmm. they're basically Nazis, it's it's like the green flag. It's like, yeah, go, you know, go. Yeah, uh, go kill ahead. them in any, in any way you can. And I love, like, uh, I mean, the action was, was pretty freaking gruesome, too. Like, some I mean, the, it's... Some oh of the best God. like Captain America <laughs> action there is, period. Whenever he comes in and clears out that ship at the beginning, Dude. and he's kicking dudes in the chests, and they're going, they're, you know, their chest cavities are caving yes. in. I mean, that dude died. That yeah. dude is dead. Like, I mean, maybe off the kick alone, but the kick shattered his chest and then just hits the, the like the, a wall come in just oh yeah i mean it was in no. how hard he throw his shield at people like i'm surprised it didn't cut people in half how hard he was just point blank throwing it at people um yeah, yeah it was no, pretty and, gnarly. And i talked about but, this in the first avenger episode like knowing his strength you know we've watched people mm slice people in half we've watched people murder motherfuckers with the shield uh Mm -hmm. and the fact that he's throwing it hard enough and careful enough that it bounces off people you know like that's one thing too like it's almost worse the cap the cap fucking action in this is so fucking clean dude uh i I love like i -hmm. love the hand-to-hand combat that he has with uh george rush saint pierre uh you know he's a oh, okay. ufc yeah. ufc fighter batrock mm-hmm. um yeah. he was a ufc fighter in real life i remember growing up watching ufc and i always i was always a big fan of gsp i don't know i don't know anything about him beyond uh ufc so uh, hmm. and these movies so but like um he uh i just love whenever they get people who can do that shit to do mm-hmm. that shit you know because yeah. he's doing all that he's he's really doing his stunt work and stuff and the the steve the steve rogers just you know when he puts the shield up and he takes off the helmet and he, you know he's like yeah let's fucking this thing that's fucking cold yeah. man i love that mm-hmm. stuff i think that this Ooh. movie really i mean miles better than the avengers as far as getting steve rogers and understanding the character um yeah i think that yeah. uh this movie benefits greatly from the characterization of Steve. Yeah. Cause I, at, at first I was like, man, there, there isn't actually enough from the Avengers. Um, and my, the way I was thinking was Tony deals with like just the PTSD and like the Holy shit of that even happening in the first place. But Steve's been a soldier for a while and, and yeah, aliens, Steve, aliens are more. weird, yeah. you know, aliens are definitely weird for him, but he's, I get more apt to deal with that, but he's definitely, you're, I, I like the pull through of him being suspicious of shield and, and, and not, you know, ha- knowing who to trust. And uh, mm. I, I didn't really see that. that well, and he's a man, he's a man out of time, you know, like the, it is much more obviously mm-hmm. a sequel to the first Avenger, but yeah. there are, there are a lot of, you know, little threads that they pull through the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it does make sense that he'd be a little bit more equipped to deal with uh, Tony'd never been to war. You know, he'd been kidnapped. He'd yeah. been, you know, he'd been beaten. Uh, but he didn't see mass destruction on that scale. You know, um, yeah, definitely. And Steve's definitely way more buttered up. I don't know what what I'm or how how I'm what I'm going for there. But he's he's definitely way more apt to deal with with an alien invasion than Tony. Um, even though he is seventy years, you know, kind of lost through time and i i do love all of the the 
like at the beginning when you know, on your left, on your left, and and then they have that that moment where they talk, and he's like Marvin Gaye, uh, you know, I think he Trouble says Trouble Man soundtrack, yeah, Trouble Man soundtrack, every everything you missed all in one album, and he you know pulls out his little book and you see like Star Wars, Steve Jobs. And, Apple in parentheses, like just yeah. such an old man no, kind of thing love, to do. You know? This is something that we've talked about, obviously, throughout phase two. Um, the Star Wars references. This is the most Bucky has a whole whole arm missing. Um, that's that's the arm but, that goes missing in this one. Um, yes, but it's not actively cut off. Isn't it just... Whenever he falls off the cliff, he loses his arm yeah, they flash like, because the show of the fall. And, yeah, yeah. So they, there is they, no slice. There is no. I don't think so. But uh, I guess regardless, I mean, all the Star pretty, all the Star Wars references. You know, Star Wars is already crossed out on his list. He's oh, it was. Oh, okay, okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is. I think that he's already made his way to it. Uh, this is the most the most Star Wars-influenced MCU movie besides Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, this has Empire Strikes mm. Back written all the fuck over it, dude. The character of Bucky um, himself is pretty Darth Vader-esque. Uh, that that works uh, very, very much. Throwing the um, shield down, I won't fight you. You know, like uh, that. Oh, that, damn. That whole, like, yeah, oh, like that and, whole and setting. even the setting of it. Yeah, I was going to say. Like Cloud City oh, or shit. the Death Star or anything like uh, oh, it's shit. it is the most Star Wars influenced MCU movie like far and away. Um, Steve Rogers is basically playing Luke Skywalker in this one. Um, OK, wow. OK, I have his little list open here. Um, yeah, you're right. Star Wars is crossed out. Uh, it's Star Wars slash Trek. Um, yeah. but he watched Star Wars. He didn't get the yeah, Star Trek yet. Trek, so that's yeah. kind of funny. Uh, Nirvana is on there. Rocky, yeah. Rocky two in question mark. Um, <laughs> Disco, uh, Gotta the Berlin it. Wall, up and down. Um, I guess. I think after he died, the Berlin Wall went up, and it also came down. So he didn't even see the Berlin Wall. I don't think he ever saw it go up. I don't think so. Okay. Um, the moon landing, it's pretty big. I uh, missed that. And then I Love Lucy is the one at the very top. But So, <laughs> a cool, well-rounded list uh, of, I don't know, just little little things, but... I don't know, it's it's crazy that, <clears throat> like, watching the movie at, at first, you know, this is on your left. You know, it means nothing... You know, at the time, or it's it's just a a, a mm -hmm. funny little joke, you know. But now it's like this super long thread line of Cap and Sam, and it's like or Cap and Cap. Now, you know, it's yeah. like it's crazy. Yeah. You know, it's crazy that we can't even say Cap without knowing exactly who we're referring to anymore. Yeah, exactly. No, and I think that when it came to this is the first time I'd watched this movie in a while, a lot longer than I'd realized. Um, mm -hmm. uh, definitely the first time since the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, and I can oh, usually sure. tell this by my letterboxd whenever I log something on letterboxd. Um, if I've ever logged it, it automatically marks rewatch and I've been logging mm -hmm. stuff since January 1st, 2022. So I have not watched this movie in at least two years. Um, okay. and if we're going yeah. back before the Falcon and the winter soldier, at least two and a half, uh, almost three now. Um, this okay. feels so like they are pulling through a lot from this movie for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's uh 
it's very, very satisfying. And having that be your most, my most recent interaction with Bucky and Sam kind of seeing them in their not infancy, but their, mm-hmm. you know, their early goings in the MCU. It was super, it was super nice. I, I love that stuff. Um, I also, uh, I appreciated Sam Wilson a great deal in this movie. You know, I think that Anthony Mackie is a, yeah. a pretty solid, pretty solid actor. And I think that he That's... does, he does a pretty good job. You know, I love, uh, the thing is, is that between this and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I feel like the character gains like an edge of cockiness to him. And then he has to sort of, he doesn't learn to lose it necessarily, but I feel like he goes, he gets real cocky and then he gets real humble as far as like uh, the the next, the next few movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you I, I see quite the rise though. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I ended up going with him for my character of the movie. Oh no shit. I I couldn't I couldn't quite give him the performance uh cuz I think I think another does quite a good job, but uh, no, I, least, I did give I, him... I would say there's at least 3 performances yeah. better than Anthony Mackie uh, in this movie. But but I I I watched it through that like all the Thor movies that I've watched, I've I've looked at Loki a little bit closer because of what we've got. And then this one I just took a, a you know, a lot closer look at at Sam and and it was just, I don't know, like, the moment he pops up, like, at the beginning, it was a whole different, you know, just a whole different feeling, completely, um, of seeing him, and, and even just the on your left, like, it didn't get me to cry or anything, but it was, like, all, you know, like, the, the in the like, mind oh, yeah, cry, yeah. sort of, like, ah, like, man, that's just, just, ah, so cool, um, and then, and then, like, just seeing that he was, you know, just, a soldier back, back after two tours, just, you know, helping other people come, like, mm. get back into real life, and, and, uh, and then he's like, yeah, no, uh, Captain America's asking for my help, this is definitely a reason to get back into There's no like, better like, reason. 100%, anything. I'm doing this again, um, and, and, you know, he's, he's not telling them everything, uh, you know, he, 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 they just thought he was, like, a, a paratrooper pilot, yeah. or something like that, you know, a pilot, yeah, and he goes, I never said that, or I didn't quite say that, or something. I like just that. said that we flew, we were flying. Know. Yeah, yeah. No, and... I, I appreciate, I appreciated Sam a great deal. You know, I love the, uh, uh, I, he's down to ride, and that's just that's mm-hmm. that's really that's really fucking cool. You know, it's a, and just to see where that character ends up, come the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, is even more. Even like it makes thrilling. sense. Why Cap chooses him, or why like Steve chooses him to be the next Cap? Um, Absolutely. I also just... love that he's a uh, he's a counselor. Base basically, he leads the group. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. He knows how to talk. You know, something and... I wish they'd kind of. I feel like they kind of lose sight of this. Oh man! Um, wow, because Steve he kind of leads his own sort of thing at, in Endgame. Um, you know, kind of his yeah, own but... little. Uh, yeah, sorry, but not Sam. Flipped at that point. Uh, uh, oh my God! Wow, I never really put those together. Yeah. That like maybe that's why Steve's doing it. Is Might be a little bit of an influence. Oh there my God! Sam. Shit! And I wish no. they would have maybe said something about that. You know, or yeah, some, uh, something something that like, could have been brought uh, up, brought to attention. But yeah, no, I think hmm. that there's uh there's this heart to Sam that I think they obviously never lose sight of because of the Falcon and the winter soldier, but this is definitely the most compelling supporting role he has up until he's mm-hmm. the lead in the Falcon and the winter soldier. I feel like 
You know, yeah. when he pops up in Ant-Man, it's a lot of fun. You know, whenever he's his role in Age of Ultron is extremely limited. He's just at, isn't he just like at the gathering at the beginning, like the hangout at Stark Tower or something? Um, okay. Yeah. I can't remember anything else. I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Civil Ant-Man, War, it's just obviously. at like just when he's trying to break in or whatever to shields. Mm-hmm building and that's it and that's all he's in there for that yeah it's it's very slight yeah that he's in each movie civil war he obviously fights alongside cap Mm -hmm. he helps you know he helps steve go into hiding and all that stuff so like there's there's some more in civil war he he gets a hold of bucky and they you know they do that whole thing but um regardless i i stand by that though like this Mm -hmm. is the best supporting work he's gotten up until yeah. he is the lead in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I think that uh, it's it's kind of a shame. I don't have incredible faith that he'll get a better opportunity than the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm just the way oh. Brave New World is shaping up looks. Are you nervous? I'm, I'm honestly really nervous. For I'm extremely that movie. nervous. I think that movie's going to be so bad. Nervous. I think it's going to be hot garbage. And it won't be his fault. And it, it's it's a damn shame. They they're gonna do reshoots from May to August this year. Three months. And they Which like mean, scrapped everything. So this is three like months is an entire reshoot. movie shoot. Yeah, three so months is an entire shoot. Like wow. so all that to say that like I appreciate that Anthony Mackey had has gotten opportunities as Sam Wilson like here and in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and I wish I hope that Cap Cap 4 kind of dude can bring that can, back around they can't fuck that up please the 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 that last step like seeing him in the suit with the shield and the wings in mm-hmm. action dude imagine a whole movie with that like dude okay they can't fuck please don't fuck it up like no like I, i'm i am very nervous about i kind of just leave that out of my mind i'm kind of just waiting for it to get here so then i can just kind of watch it and go have, on i mean like but, harrison ford yeah. is supposed to be red hulk and uh you know betty uh, or, yeah is it Betty Ross? Betty Ross. Um, the Hulk's uh, first the Hulk lady is supposed to be in it. Liv Tyler is supposed to be returning as Betty Ross, and huh. uh, like it's it's going to have a supporting cast of Hulk characters. Sure, you know, I guess I guess with Steve kind of ushering out, you need to introduce a new supporting cast for Sam Wilson. Uh, but wouldn't that just be Bucky and the supporting cast introduced in uh, the Falcon, Falcon Winter and Winter Soldier? Soldier. Um, yeah, you know, who knows? Regardless, um, I'm a little nervous about that movie. I'm a little nervous about that movie. Um, every cat movie is really good. Like that's that's the thing about every. I mean, even like Civil War kind of treated as a different as like an Avengers movie. But I mean, if if his trilogy is like pretty strong, rocks strong trilogy. Like every movie's uh, good. Um, yeah, the only the only gripe I've ever had with the Cap trilogy is that if you only watch Captain America's trilogy, you have no resolution uh, for the character Steve Rogers. There's like there's that, nothing. Yeah. Uh, it becomes uh, it, he obviously becomes the face of the MCU alongside Tony Stark, and thus their story gets played out in the yeah. Avengers, now, which is Even a though... fun, like that's fine. Like at this point. If you're going into the MCU, you ought to know you're tackling quite the beast. So you're going to be watching 
at least seven movies if you want to get Captain America's full story. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. Yeah, I guess like Thor's first trip, like his, before Ragnarok, or I guess it, it is Ragnarok. That is his third. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know why I was tripping, but uh, up until Ragnarok, um, even though those movies might not be better made than the Cap movies, there it's at least way more of an enjoyable trilogy for the character, like the titular character. I would say oh, like, it, feels, you, it feels much more cohesive, yeah. neat, complete. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like I can't but, even really tell you what the end of Civil War is for Steve. Or, yeah, like he takes Bucky to Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Him and Steve, him and uh, Tony have that fight. Uh, that's like the end of the movie, right? Yeah, so it's kind yeah. of like they 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 draw but then it's just kind of like they still have beef though right like for a little yeah, bit or is it get, like they don't they don't get cool until infinity war and even then they don't talk to each other much during that movie yeah, so like uh mm-hmm. yeah not not much of a through line for steve cuz like ragnarok it's like he, thor has to deal with his father's death and everything mm-hmm. and then like the destruction of his whole oh, home um yeah it's and, like... and and at least the end you know if you ignore the post credit scene which is the beginning of infinity war where Mm -hmm. they get ambushed and wipe out half of the people on that ship anyway which is also a choice the russo brothers man they do a really good job of taking everybody else's story and doing whatever the fuck they want with it um yeah printed it's a big universe stuff has to happen it is what it is so uh uh but uh even the end of the thor movie whenever it's like oh they they acknowledge him as king he's there where are we going? What's next? You know, and like they're they're ready to rally behind Thor as their new leader, and it's like, yeah. yeah. Um, At the end know. of Civil Wars, is kind of like, ooh, ooh, our friends are fighting, and it didn't really end happy at all uh, whatsoever. Uh, like, it's yeah, it's very. I feel it, like it, the it, only resolution in that movie, and it's a it's a solid resolution, is for. Um, T'Challa. Yeah, but his dad still dies. You know, it's like his dad still dies, but he goes on that journey where he seeks vengeance with Baron Zemo, and then he realizes vengeance isn't the answer. He's going to face justice, and he's not going to kill oh, him. Shit. Like that whole thing—that's a good Zemo. journey. With okay, yeah. regardless, maybe we should rein it back into True. Winter Soldier. We're getting getting off True. of the getting out there. Um, um, nevertheless, this as far as the first two movies of a trilogy. First Avenger Winter Soldier gives every single one of the other MCU franchises a run for its money. The only other one, hard to beat, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and I'd Definitely. argue it has a better first installment. I'd say this has barely a critically better second installment. I don't think I like it more than Guardians 2. But I, I can't, and I'll have to revisit it, Guardians 2 to say for sure. But that would be the one where you it's can close. make an argument for me. That's the yeah. comparison. It washes Iron Man too. Uh, uh, washes Dark World. Uh, washes washes Dark. Yeah. Washes um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Washes like uh, Wakanda Forever. Black Panther might be the other the other one. That's hard to say. Um, Is that it? Doctor Strange. Um, I like those movies, now. but I would take the first Avenger over the first Doctor Strange, yeah, and I would take this over Multiverse of Madness. Yep, though, yeah. Um, Yep. I might take the first Doctor Strange over the first Cap. That one could be close, but number two, 
still cap. I think you're right. Guardians is the only one that's kind of in the in the com- or in the running in the conversation there. Yeah. Uh, no. So that's the that's the thing is that like uh, what they managed to do with these first two movies it's it's astonishingly well done. You know, I think that uh the the struggles that Steve faces with having lost purpose aging out of his time and kind of you know getting a chance to fall back into the swing of things he says at one point in the movie like i just like knowing who i'm fighting you know like or who Mm -hmm. i'm fighting for who i'm fighting against i think is what he says specifically um like uh yeah i i really wanted to to give cap the character not as well because i mean he does like i think his journey on on this movie is actually really good like the now that I see the the pull through of his suspicions of Shield and and Fury, that's really nice. Um, but even just like seeing him having to go through that, like not trust anybody, and even like like Black Widow, like Natasha at first, he like he doesn't know. Like it's yeah. it's Soviet made weapons, you know, and he like he has to like Keep he has that to have mind. that in the back yeah. of his mind, you know. He's like, I don't know. Fury told me to not trust anybody at all. Like I I can't do it. And like so, like whenever he. Like the you know he hides the flash drive in the the vending machine and yeah. and Natasha goes and grabs it and like he like slams her in that closet you know it's like it's weird to see that like uh two you know people on the same t- you know we ha- we've already had the Avengers movie can you imagine two X Men members like doing this like I don't know like even uh I'm trying to think say Professor X uh dies you know kind of in in the same fashion as Fury. And he tells Logan, "Don't trust anybody. You know, you can't can't trust anybody." Do you think if Gene comes up to him, you think he slams her in a room and is like, "Hey, you fucking better tell me right now that I can trust you," or do you think it's like, "All right, so obviously I can trust you, right?" Like you're, you, you know, know it, or it's, it's pretty different circumstances. Yeah. You know, he was he was thrust into this fight with the Avengers. He doesn't really know any of them. True. Uh, you know, like. Uh, yeah. I guess it is just the invasion that they went through together. Yeah. That, like, that uh, is it. That one, one thing. It's not like they're spending time together done, at, at a mansion. Like and, done missions together mm-hmm. or shield, you know, the, the inciting mission yeah. here where even then she's doing stuff behind the scenes and she's doing stuff that Steve doesn't know about because she has her own mission. Ah, and, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's on the boat where it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, you're compromising the whole mission. What the fuck's going on? You're getting like doing it. I guess it was kind of, she it was, was it, it was in tow with what the movie had presented yeah. so far is okay, that he doesn't that's... know everything and she can't tell him everything as okay. Sam Jackson, yeah. Nick Fury. He was another one that I was heavily considering for performance. Dude, I love Samuel L. Jackson. Really good. Probably um, one of the best. I mean, I think definitely the best Nick Fury performance we've gotten so far. Oh, yeah. Uh, without a doubt. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of any other other one that would come up. I mean, Captain Marvel, probably. Um, yeah. Way more involved. Uh, like. It's probably yeah. Probably we'll have to wait until we get there for the next, next good like as good of a Fury performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, like- and here's the thing: I'm going Chris Evans for my performance. Um, yeah, which I did not do. I did not do for the first. For the first I don't cap. think either of us did yeah. for the first cap. Um, he did as far as first Avenger, the Avengers, and this far and away his best work so far. Um, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. obviously growing a lot as a performer and as an actor, he's done a lot of really, really good work with a lot of really good uh, filmmakers to this point. You know, I think his last credit prior to this in between the Avengers and this was Snowpiercer, which was directed by okay. Bong Joon-ho. Um, mm-hmm. So like uh, 
He, you know, he's he's getting he's gaining a little notoriety with a little bit more of a range, you know, and I feel like mm. he's 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 learning a little bit. Um, also, I mean, he's an ice man. Wow, he's very very cold. Yeah, cold. themed uh, yeah. for for a little bit. Winter but, Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but Knives Out eventually love him in that. You know, I mean, that's yeah, a I lot mean, later. Knives but, Out probably uh, still my favorite yeah. movie. Um, but. You're right here. Like, I mean, that, that's what I noticed too. I, I ended up going with them uh, because I, I thought like this was like last movie. I remember being like, it's probably, it's not uh, Chris Evans yet. Like no, it's, he, it's cool. He plays the character. Well, you know, I think like all of that stuff was fine. He fits the suit. Well, everything like that, but um, he didn't quite give the performance uh, that I wanted now, but, but this time, even with all of the crazy cast that is around him, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Scarlett Johansson, like I think he he holds his own very very well. Uh, so that's that's why I ended no, up. He does, he does more than hold his own, you know. I think that mm-hmm. he 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 is the leader of this cast, and I think that comes through. Uh, I think that there's a, uh, you know, when it comes to looking back at the first Avenger, one of the arguments you can make for not being a fan of that movie is how steadfast in his ways mm. Eve is. You know, like there is no like oh maybe i have it wrong maybe i'm doing this wrong maybe i'm like no he is a righteous man and he has done things the correct way he is right he is right yeah. you know and he plays it confidently he plays it like and that does result in a slight i could see how you could consider it one dimensional um in terms of a performance obviously you get to the end and he has to he has to reach a little bit more for those emotions mm-hmm. um but throughout this movie the way he plays a man out of time, you know, uh, like the, he plays like he's much older than everybody, which is fascinating because he's not, you know, he, he hasn't experienced all that shit. Obviously mm-hmm. he grew up in a different time, uh, but it's fascinating to watch him feel like a much older man than he is. Um, yeah. you know, like when Sam's like, you thinking about getting out of the game? He's like, yeah, no, I, I don't know. You know, like that, that whole thing, like it's, it's really strong. I, I love that stuff. I think mm. that he does. I yeah. mean, he delivers my favorite line of the movie too. Uh, I punched like two yeah. lines in a row back to back in that scene with Peggy breaks mm-hmm. my heart. That scene. Um, first I went with, uh, I lived a life. My only regret is that you didn't get to live yours because yeah. that ends up being the conclusion of his story is that he gets to go back and live his life. And that's, now, you could say it's antithetical to what she says immediately after she says that, uh, where she goes, you know, we can't go back, though. You got to learn to push forward. You got to learn to start over. <laughs> well, um, he can go back. Actually. Exactly. So Eventually, he can do that. Well, um, it's, it's not that he's he's it's, you know, anti uh, to what she's saying. It's because she believed that, that you could not go back in time. At and point, at that point and, in time, you literally couldn't. And now you can. So why uh, not? You know, so like, yeah. again, we talked about this. Uh, <laughs> next week. Um, the bending, the bending of continuity, not breaking the continuity. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, you go, oh, well, she said that. Sure. But technically, you know, like, uh, that, that sort of game. Nick Fury. The last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. It was a fucking cat. Would you really say someone? I I don't know. I don't know. I I guess it it is a someone, uh, of Flurg, Flurgan, 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 
if Flirk with OKK in there, then yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and you know they show at the end of Captain Marvel that he plays into the the myth around it. You know they're like, is it true? Did someone really torture you and you let them pull out your eye and you still didn't talk? And he's like, I will neither confirm nor deny uh, the details yeah. of that story. You know, I like, mean, uh, I think they're they're very clearly trying to say that it was Wolverine. Like, I, I think that's what they're trying to, like, foreshadow is, like, I, I trusted, you know, like, it's three, you know, mm-hmm. marks, I think. And they're trying, I don't know, maybe it was, maybe there were, were thoughts of trying somehow to to get them in there at, at some point. But um, I thought that's what, what they were trying to go for here. Um, I mean, that but, would make a decent amount of sense. You know, there are stories where Wolverine is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, he works with them every once in a while. So, you know, that, that could be it, but uh, yeah, no, like it's, it, they obviously leave it purposefully vague because they need to be able to tell that story one day, or they need to be able to mm-hmm. call back to it or something. So I, I appreciate that sort of, that's a really good example of something that I feel like they used to be really good at. Um, Yeah. Like it, and it's, yeah, I feel like they do it for stuff that like doesn't matter anymore, or it's like they're it's it's too just fan service stuff now, not things that will push the greater story forward or or things like that. It's it's just very weird. Like I, I just I just watched the Marvels actually recently, and like I, it was it was fun and enjoyable movie. It's definitely not the Captain Marvel one or anything like that. I thought as far as like the next movie in the sequence off that is a little disappointing, but, but a lot of things were just like, man, it just feels like it has a, an entirely different feel. It, like, uh, it's, it just doesn't feel the same as watching the, like this era of, of Marvel movies. Um, and I don't know exactly what it is. Like, I feel like they take, like they took themselves more seriously back then. Like, and it's, there is this tone of like, we are a Marvel movie now. Like, we are the movies... I don't know. Like, we know what we are. They're so self-aware now of the movies they're making that it, it, it like, bleeds through into the movie mm. itself. But, like, here, it's just a good movie still. Like, they are building the universe up. They are planting all of these seeds. They're they're being vague. They're being corny whenever it calls for it in, in superhero time. But it still works. It still is a very, very good movie still. Well, I think that part of that is that the world building at this point were these slight illusions. You know, we get sit well on the top of the building going, uh, Stephen Strange, this guy, this guy, uh, Bruce Banner, all these, all these people, they, they could be threats in the future, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, Stephen Strange, cool. Doctor Strange, yeah. that's dope. But mm-hmm. in a modern Marvel movie, it's like, well, why don't we just show the character and we'll we'll see if they ever come back again. Yeah, why don't we why don't, just why don't we just literally have them here? Bolt, you know, a multiversal portal happens because somehow and we'll actually see them so we can get the actor in here and get people in the seats and then tell you know, it's like cameos and it's writing things into the story for business purposes, for like money purposes instead of story purposes, I think is may maybe what it comes down to is no, after after making you know uh what what was it? Was it uh Endgame and, and Infinity War? What was the is it two or is it is it up to three billion? Or no, no. it's not uh, no, I thought it was but, two point. Uh, it, maybe it's two, or is it still one? Something? I mean, I'd, I don't, I don't know. know. I believe Endgame's made two billion by now because I mean, 
it made a billion dollars opening weekend. Oh my god, it's two point eight billion dollars. Oh, like that's just it again. I reiterate, it made one billion dollars opening weekend. Once, once you do that, they are, are forever not chasing it. But but they are forever going to chase it, though. They are like, we have to do something to build this up again. Like we did it before. That does that means we can do it again in their eyes. You know, I think. But it took twenty two, twenty three movies to do it. You know, and like ten years, ten years. You know, like that's you know, like that's that's a long fucking time. We've gotten like. Almost twenty movies or twenty movies and TV shows since Endgame, and it's been what five years? Not even five years yet. Um, and like Falcon and Winter Soldier, it is good. It's not like they just made it, you know, to throw something out there. That that ended up being really good. No, and and, the, and like that's the thing is that there are a lot of individually very good things. You know, I hate to kind of be like, uh, oh, modern Marvel, da, da, da. It's just, it's just too much. That's the bottom line. Yeah. When you're firing at the amount that they're doing, your percent is going to go down in terms mm-hmm. of what is actually decent. You know, when yeah. you look at this, where we're at, the Winter Soldier, prior to this, you had Thor the Dark World, Iron Man 3, the Avengers, Iron Man 2, Iron Man, Cap 1, Thor 1, and incredible hulk that's across that's eight movies is all they've mm-hmm. done at this point across six years yeah and, and i'd argue it, only two of those are bad yeah and to watch this movie you don't you really only have to watch the first cap but even then you don't have to watch the first cap really Not like everything is pretty you understand most of it but to watch mm-hmm. the sequel movie i think most people are like yeah you got to watch the first movie first that's like you know no one's ever like oh i have to watch one movie before the, like that's a little you yeah. know that's you know but like avengers it would help to watch the avengers but i don't i still don't think you really need it you know there's it'll enhance it a little bit it'll make some lines that characters say in some moments a little sweeter um, but you know, but it is a little bit of a pain in the ass that come the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You ought to watch Captain America, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Civil War, um, Infinity War, Endgame. Five movies to watch this six episode television series. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's the thing yeah. is that there's just there's just so much of it now. I think that they're fire like they are just shooting from the hip and seeing what sticks. Of course. Uh, and at a certain point, that's not a great idea. Um, yeah. But I mean, regardless, I guess they just have so much more to loop in. Like you're right. Like the the stuff they bring up in this movie is like they mentioned Doctor Strange's name very very mm-hmm. briefly, and that's not no one knows who Doctor Strange is yet. He's never appeared. So and it has no bearing on the rest of the movie. It's just thrown in there, and that's mm-hmm. that works perfectly. Whenever you can take it out of the movie, and it and nothing happens. Like the. That didn't need to be said. They didn't have to say any of that, and the movie still works 100%. But I feel like now they, they make it like part of the movie or like a very crucial point in which some of these things happen, or it's just they have so much backlog that they have to build in to the movie that it is just maybe more difficult, but... Um, no, like and stuff, and I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm a, a grump or anything. A lot of the stuff they've done in the modern MCU with that sort of stuff is cool. I would question whether or not it's like mm-hmm. good, but it's cool. 
you know, a- Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire popping up in No Way Home and being a part of that story. It works. It's it's solid. It's cool. It was an incredible um, moment. Yes. It was like, I, I, I can't moment, deny. You know? Yeah, I cannot deny. A very, very cool cultural moment. You know, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Cool, cool stuff. I, again, question whether or not it's of the highest order of quality in terms of storytelling. Um, the post credit scene in the Marvels. Fine. What the fuck are we doing there? What is that? Why Why are we like, let's just go. What see did it TV? even reveal? We like where? Yeah, it like didn't even really reveal. I don't know. I mean, I don't like, think he's... it's supposed to reveal shit either. Like, it's I think just, it's like, just supposed to get you like, used this to is one of those that... things where at one point it feels like it would have been mentioned. It wasn't just like a. Now we're there. Now we're now we're just in a different universe with Beast and Monica's mom. Uh, yeah, and she's the Captain Marvel that seemed to appear on the Illuminati, but I guess is probably just a different variant, so not the same at all. So this is completely different because this is definitely after Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. and Multi- Multiversal Maria Rambo for sure. So this is, yeah, I don't know. It was very weird. Nothing really connects. It's just kind of new universe, uh, and and Beast is there. Maybe that's just how the X Men come in. That's just simply it is they're in this other universe and Monica will bring them back now. Um, No, see, so like, that's my thing is that there's a lot of really good examples of world building and focused storytelling here that I think that, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel mandated. Yeah. You know, I think that's a good way to put it. It's, it doesn't Mm. feel like someone high up was like, Hey, and also make sure that you get this in there. It's like, yeah. and they did the slightest, most casual mentions of stuff that is not like they do it in Age of Ultron too. That's the first time we hear of Wakanda. You know? Yeah. And it's just Wakanda. They just say Wakanda. It's not like it's like, we're, we're going to go to Wakanda mm. all of a sudden. You've never even heard of it. And now we're going there. Uh, you know, like it's just, uh, okay, yeah, shit like that. So, I mean, I, I, I always feel bad piling on like this, but regardless, um, it's just the state of, of Marvel that we're in, mm-hmm, sadly. Mm-hmm. but, but we'll hold, we'll hold on. Who knows? Maybe this, this next cat movie will be good. Maybe this is the restart, um, of, of everything, but I won't, I won't hold my breath. Um, I won't, I won't be, be thinking. I just want to make clear. I saw I saw Joe's review of Letterbox on the Marvels. Uh, I liked the Marvels a great deal too. So like that's the other thing is that like what did I, I say all this stuff. I can three, recognize the three and a half, or I think, or something. Yeah, like that. three and a half. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not much further above that, but I'm above that. I do like it. I do like it a great deal. But that's the thing is that I I find myself enjoying it for the sake of enjoying it. Like, and I think that's that's yes. fine. That's good. Um, and at some point that's what these movies have become, but there was a time when they were of, of a decent level of quality, uh, on a semi-consistent basis. And I think that this is a good example of that. This movie is, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I like the comparison to empire cause it, it's, it's pretty obvious now that you, you say it, it is like. A sequel movie, I guess it makes sense. You know, the blueprint is there. One of the biggest movies of all time. They're like, yeah, maybe we. I think it's it's not uh, out there to to believe that people are following through, and that phase two is so Star Wars inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, that is pretty cool. That 
it does kind of follow I mean, the story. Fury even closely. pulls out a little fucking device and clicks a switch and it lights up the thing he uses to cut through the fucking oh. ground. It's oh my light. god. It's a light dude. Yes, um, and freaking the Palpatine is literally Pierce. Senator Pierce. He's a yeah. senator. Li- right? Yes. Isn't he a sen- Yeah, he's a sen. Oh my god. Wow. This is. It's a senator. And he's basically Hitler or the next Red Skull, hit whatever, uh, Hydra head, uh, but also a senator at the same time. We have Palpatine. We have Darth Vader, who's Bucky. We have Luke, who's Cap. Uh, I guess Black Widow kind of fits a Leia role a little bit, but not truly. That one doesn't fit mm. very well. But uh, Robert Redford plays Alexander Pierce, who is the Secretary of the World Security Council. Okay, so not necessarily a senator, but definitely the, the Palpatine um, equivalent of, yes. of this. Um, let's see, is there any others? Um Zola would be the Death Star. Uh, I get, you know, part of it. We literally get a line read that says, "You may fire when ready." <laughs> they do say that, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it is basically a Death Star, but just with a lot of guns instead of yeah. one big one. Very specific uh, targets, not just the entire plane. Not blowing uh-huh. up everybody. They're not there yet. Yeah. Um, no. Not. We're quite. not. We're um, not quite there at the whole planet, but. Very specific and only very interesting that, um, you know, I guess it's only three ships, so it does have a, a range to it. But was the idea that this was just the one and done act or that they were going to do it here, fly over to somewhere else, do it there, fly over, yeah. do it like, oh, God, yeah, that's that's kind of nuts. They were going to uh, travel through and I don't know how they planned on pulling that off. I think they said off. 20 million is was like what yes. Pierce said. He's like, I yes. just, seven, I just have seven to sacrifice. million people, yeah. I would sacrifice 20 oh. million. That's, that's it. all I have to do. Isn't that such a good deal? Like, what a great deal to only have to sacrifice 20 million oh, And people. then there's an, another fantastic line there where he's, he's, he's trying to pitch it to Nick Fury during that point. He's like, join me. Join me. You don't know the power of the dark side. Oh, you know, he's like, uh, jo- and join the me. office no. is so similar, like the setting, like the looking out past the windows and like, oh, my God. Actually, kinda, I also wow. think this movie influenced Rogue One like a motherfucker, uh, just in terms of feel and uh, setting and action and all that stuff. I think that this does influence that uh, a year or two later. Um, regardless, um, yeah. whenever oh, he my- does that, he's like, do you have the courage I mean, literally, like, the device the that they're trying to... Get, yeah, putting it in at the last second and being like, no, just shoot a fire. Yeah. Just open yes. it. Fine, just, you know, the sacrifice play. No, but like, it is so out. fucking Star Wars, it's ridiculous. Wow. But he goes, oh there's a great line from Nick Fury there whenever Pierce is like, uh, do you have the courage to do it? He goes, no, I have the courage not to. You know? Like, uh... Yeah, he's like, I'm the only one who has the strength. What you are doing balls to do this, like, nah, dude. um, What you are doing is technically the easy way out. Yeah, like you know, like you you are not being courageous and facing down the like. And I like that Fury realizes that this thing they're doing, trying to track the threats. Before they arise, eliminate them. He realizes it's pointless because this happened directly on his fucking nose. So him realizing, like, you have to face your threats when they arise. You can't try to eliminate them before it happens. And the way that Hydra was utilizing Nick Fury's 
vision for what they wanted to do, but they were just going to take it to the most extreme date and kind of show like that's a really complicated and well done th- political thriller. Like it's a mm-hmm. it's a really It'll, spy political th- thriller here. I love it. Yeah, and it's it's very out there, right? Couldn't could never have happened in real life. Like they only mentioned this Operation Paperclip in a in a Marvel movie where they brought actual Nazis to work in the United States government for a little bit. And that that has to be just for the movie, right? Like no way no. we actually would have no. done that in real life after World War Two. Um, and taken in real Nazis and, uh, you know, and had them inside of our government in which during a time it was changing drastically after a world war, perfect time for them to set up a Hydra-like plant, you know, like build up slowly over time without us knowing and this exact plot happening. Um, and, you know, it maybe during the movie it got me to think like, huh. Is all this war that's going on around the world right now orchestrated? Like, I sure hope not. Uh, You know, well, war is war. You know, people dying is just kind of bad anyways. But uh, I feel like orchestrated war is even worse. That, like, people don't even know that they're fighting. Mm -hmm. Somebody else. Yeah. Um, They don't. But no, no. no. We're in movie. No, but like, uh, Operation Paperclip has always been just a harrowing idea as far as uh yeah nasa and like we got to the moon uh the dude who did that is just a straight up nazi and that's unbelievable like it's just like it uh we're, we taught it like yeah we we celebrate that all the time we got to the moon before the russians but who did who did we use to do it i mean yeah very strange concept but 1600 uh, nazi engineers scientists and leaders under Operation Paperclip brought into the United States, so. And it'd be different if it was, like, scientists that were forced into uh, it because, you know, they just happened to be there. No, these were the highest-ranking science and uh, scientists and, and officials and such, so, yeah, that, that like, you know, usually... Those brains for weapons go to waste. Yeah, usually when there's, like, a mention of something in, in real life in the MCU, it's fun, like D.B. Cooper or, yeah. I don't know, like, just some some ancient mystery... Uh, no, this this one it is just straight up a little uh, harder hitting. Uh, this one hits a little I'd bit say. differently. I'd but, say. Um, I, I don't know. I love that that it is kind of the setup of the story, though. Like it is, it is like yeah, Hydra has never gone away. Like it is. Sorry, Cap, you died for nothing. You know, whenever uh, Natasha says that, like, like that, that's got to suck. Uh, you're handling, you know. you're handling this awful well for someone who just found out he died for nothing. Ooh, yeah, and you know, Natasha at first being like, "Damn, I really thought I was doing good by working for Shield, and now I'm working for the exact people that I, I, I went I from the KGB to Nazis." Yeah, and and then, but then it's like, ooh, yeah, for you kind of sacrificed your whole life to end Hydra, and then uh, you know, absolutely nothing. He, he's knock, he knocked him down for seventy years, um, but but they, they did need to go into hiding. They needed they needed to work smarter, not harder, you know, yeah. um, to be sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I uh, I went with Natasha. For my favorite character. I went with Scarlett Johansson as Natasha for my favorite mm-hmm. character. I think that her and Chris Evans' chemistry is just off the charts. It's a really specific type of chemistry, too. Um, that's not... It's not sexual unless you're down. Yeah. You know it, it, you know what I'm saying? 
Uh, it's this, it's towing the line of sexual. It's like, yeah, no, it's, like, and yeah. this is a relationship that most people have had, uh, where it's like, this is a friend of mine, at least by the end of this movie, it become a, a friend of mine who we flirt like a motherfucker, but mm. frankly, nothing's ever going to come of that. It's, it just I mean, is yeah. what it is. Well, they're two incredibly attractive people. They both know that. They're in the same line of work. They they have, you know, their shared trauma. They, they're like, checking a lot of boxes. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, she's like, uh, yep, got shot through the stomach. Bye-bye bikinis. And he's like, yeah, I'm sure you look terrible in them now. Is Natasha constantly trying to set Steve up with the date? Is is that is it purely just as a friend, you know, as a wink? She's just trying to set him up? Or is it kind of like, is she attracted to, like, does she have somewhat of an attractiveness towards him as well? Like, is is it... Um, is there something more going on there? Uh, I do. I think that there is a certain degree of attraction between the both of them. I do think, however, they both realize that they're both too much. If that makes sense, like they like are it both wouldn't go any. They both know no. it would not go anywhere no. beyond yeah. just ple- like it's just yeah. a, a pleasure. Yeah, moment. you are hot. Like, I am hot. Well, Let's do this. Thing. Like it's just. The thing is, is that Natasha, she's not really, this is something that I, I've gone back and forth in terms of appreciating. She doesn't allow herself to love or feel love. And, you know, like that's, that's something that she tries not to do. You know, Hulk is kind of the exception. And even then it's done in an odd kind of shitty way. Mm-hmm. Um, So like, it's just kind of like a they're not compatible in that regard. They, uh, they've got, they've got a great chemistry and I think that's enough. Like the thing is, is that Steve, what I love about this movie is that 70 years removed from his entire family and friends being gone. What he needs are friends. You know, he needs, he needs people around him. And this movie puts two people in his corner. You know, it puts, Mm -hmm. it puts Natasha and Sam in his corner firmly. And I, I love that, you know, it's, and I think that's something that Steve needed. It's something that Natasha needs at this point too. You know, I think that, you know, she doesn't have a lot of friends beyond Clint. Um, mm-hmm. This is, this is kind of it for her. So I, whenever she is trying to set him up with a date, I think it more than anything, it's just kind of also trying to be like, uh, you know, get a life a little bit, you know, like let's there's, there's more to this than this. And she also doesn't have a life. So their, their relationship would just be this and this only. So it's like, they, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. That's yeah fair. It's fair, fair. Um, but, but yeah, I love their chemistry. I love her in this movie. My favorite scene is when they go undercover, it starts with the mall. Um, I love them at the mall. I think that's such an adorable little sequence where Steve, this is a different type of covert ops. Uh, Steve's never had to take part in um, and him walking around with the glasses and the hat and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and yeah, laugh, you know, laugh at some, the next thing I say or whatever, just, just do it, you know, and, like, <laughs> and then going down the escalator, you know, Hey, mm-hmm. kiss me. Huh? Uh, what? Uh, and and then like i think if i were to pick a specific portion of their undercover work it would be the ride to new jersey after the mall okay 
like mm-hmm. I kind of, it's not all one scene. They are separate scenes, like the the mall and then the but like that part of the movie is mm-hmm. my favorite part of the movie. And if you um, learn how to hotwire a car, steal a car, yeah. Nazi Germany. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was in World War Two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in case you forgot, I learned learned some Nazi learned Germany. some shit. But uh, yeah, he's like he's uh, it, I don't know. He felt like a. I don't know what the vibe he was giving off, but he's like, no, we're renting this car. Feed off the dash. You know, it's yeah. it's out of respect for the owner of the car, whoever, you know, is like where it's coming from. But it felt sort of, I don't know, like uh, it just felt weird in the moment whenever he was saying it. Like he, um, I don't know. It was just weird. But I, I do like their, their conversation they had in there. It just felt very um, American. To, you know, they're driving the Chevy truck around. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's just... Uh, the the one hand on the I feel you know it, it it just felt like he had like one hand on the wheel one hand on it on Natasha's thigh almost like they're just cruising around but uh no they I liked I don't know uh, that you're you're right about like I, I'm glad that Natasha's getting a character now because like every character that is surrounding Steve here is very very like built up very well like um their stories are. It's different from our previous supporting casts, you know, like as far as when it comes to Thor and it's like Jane Foster, Selvig, you know, mm-hmm. Loki, of course, ends up getting his own thing. But uh, Iron Man with Pepper and Rhodey, like Rhodey's supposed to get his own thing. I don't have faith in that ever actually happening now. Um, yeah, like that's like this movie supporting cast are people who have been the main character and other stuff later on, yeah. which is, I feel like this is the in between of the supporting cast of Thor, them just being cool, but not necessarily like huge players in the game. And then like guardians of the galaxy where they, they kind of aren't big players still. Some of them are, but like all of them are just absolutely written super well. And everyone has very satisfying arcs. It's kind mm-hmm. of the, the blend, um, kind of in the middle. I wouldn't say it's as good as Ga- Guardians. Guardians, it's like every character you look at. I think that's just kind of like a James Gunn thing um, mm. a little bit there. But but here, it's it's definitely closer to that Guardians um, level. Uh, compared oh, yeah. To- I mean, to this yeah. point, where we are at in the MCU, the best movie in the MCU, right? Like, at, at this point, I don't think it's my favorite, but I do think it's the best. Oh, yeah. I have that's I mean on mine for sure. Um I've got it have, I've got it second in the MCU behind Cap 1. I've got it behind the first Avenger. Okay. Um Yeah, I guess my my love for the first Cap is a little bit less. Um I, I I I it's growing on me the more the time removed from it like the set design and like kind of the time piece of it all and just killing Nazis. I, everything that's kind the of part that like I just can't get um, over, man. Like I I love the anti-fascist streak that this movie has as well, and it's a much more relevant anti-fascist streak that I think, especially for the time of 2014, post-WikiLeaks and all this stuff and the the control of information and all all that stuff. Like, it's it's a very important movie for the time, but I'm a sucker for a period piece. So right now, as of yet, I've got Cap 1 at 3. I've got the Amazing Spider-Man at four, and then I've got the Winter Soldier at five. So both of Captain America's first two movies are in my top five as of yet on the Letterboxd. Okay. Yeah, I and Cap, I don't know where it started initially, but I think it was a little bit lower. 
Um, it, it has only risen up the first one right now. It sits at nine, um, mm. in, in mine, uh, right now. And this movie sits at four. Um, so they, uh, it, it is, it is very nice. It is only below the dark Knight, the amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man one. I did actually put it above the OG Superman. Um, this was, I, I think it initially landed right below. And then I was like, you know what? I'm like, man, if I, if I am going to pick a movie, um, this one just, I, I have more here. Like, I, it, the, this one has just more going for it. It is more modern. I, I, I'm a, I am, I don't like it, yeah, but you're if a, a movie, sure. I am, I, I am. Like, if, like, I, I don't know, I want to be able to get past that and be like, it's just of the time that movies were made, but like, movies just, you can do, you can do so much more nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, um, directors and actors and people were limited back in the day um and uh, there's good and bad that is changed you know obtained from visual effects and everything maybe we've gone too far into it i think that's definitely true um and lost some of the touches of real realness and what we had to capture in camera but i I think just when when it comes to specifically these types of movies action Mm -hmm. adventures uh sci-fi that sort of stuff unquestionably the the visual effects and the general appeal of the aesthetics of the movie has improved the ability to go from your brain to on screen is much much like it's closer like it is it is very 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 much closer than in 1970 whenever you're trying to make superman fly um and it's just very obviously on you know on ropes and and wires and stuff like Mm -hmm. that um, but, uh, so it did beat out Superman, but I think that is the reason. I don't think it's a better made movie. I think, you know, it's probably written better. I mean, it, close to, like, I mean, it, it, oh, it's, yeah, not like, like, as far as, like, it's actually close. Um, yeah, as so. far as where we're sitting with this movie as of yet, um, I mean, it's, I'd say it's top five in quality of, and I, cause what is this 50, uh, five, 55th, I think this is the 55th movie. Um, yes or 53 54 it's yeah i I think it's uh somewhere in there uh 50 no 55 you're right Um, okay okay. oh yeah um but uh yeah i uh i i I definitely place it top five in terms of quality and and I've got it at five right now. So in terms of enjoyment uh like it's it's definitely up there you know i think that it's just a Mm -hmm. uh it's 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 definitely worthy of that of that level of praise, you know. I've just got a soft spot for Superman. I recognize that that movie's not for everybody. Yeah. As of yet, that's still sitting atop my I, one. I really um, really liked Man of Steel uh, when it came where, back when I revisited it, but it is it has fallen a little bit. Like I think I put it at like four or five. I think um, right now it's at thirteen uh, now. So it's 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 fallen. A little, I think that's the lowest it will go. Uh, I can't really put it below any other movies, but that's been the one Superman movie to kind of fall. But Cap, Cap's been on the rise. Um, that for his first movie has only been slowly inching its way up. The more and more I think about it and reminisce on it, I really do like it over over a lot of the other ones. It did beat Iron Man one. Now that was the one hurdle that was very very tough for it to get over. But the one that was difficult for me was Iron Man three. Um, not quite beat that one for I've me. I've got yet. it one above Iron Man three. So. Uh, and I kind of view them on a similar level in terms of uh, 
in terms of enjoyment, I think I like Iron Man three more barely. And I think mm-hmm. that in terms of quality, the winter soldier is barely a better movie, you know, like it's just like, there's a, there's a, there's a give yeah. and take there. So, um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, all in all, I thought this movie was really well done. I thought that they, they did a really good job with the character work across the board. You know, when it came to my favorite line, I, I, I know I started with that a while ago. Uh, but mm-hmm. just it got it cut to the heart of Steve's character really, really soundly and just the man he is and mm-hmm. why I love him when he's sitting across from Peggy there at the end and she resets her memory, oh. you know, mm-hmm. and she's, she's yeah. like, Steve, you made it back. Um, and he goes, oh. well, I couldn't leave my best girl. Not when she owes me a dance. Oh, oh damn fuck, man. man. Oh, God fuck, damn man. it, man. Yeah. Like, no, that that hurts. That hurts bad. Yeah. And what I do appreciate about the end of Cap story and something that I think Civil War beefs a little bit. I think the Sharon Carter stuff is not the way to go for Steve. I think that was so dumb. Um, it's a little weird. Yeah, it's like a like, I mean, there's a lot of other women just in the world, you know. Um, I don't know if it the point I was going to make though was that I think that there is no other girl for Steve. There is no other woman for Steve. It's yeah. Just um, That's just hysterical yeah. that he goes back in time and cucks whoever she helped, uh, whoever he helped her find love with, uh, apparently, because apparently he saved who became her husband's life. Um, well, so he, he said, fuck really... that, fuck that. I'm gonna live my life. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I'm gonna go, go do me. Uh, Came back hey captain america dude i'm sorry but i mean like i mean they probably never even got the chance bro like he probably went back to the point whenever it was like no we good you ain't even gonna you ain't even gonna meet that guy i'm gonna tell you that i guess that's Um, true they wouldn't they probably wouldn't have met yet um it is weird to always think of when exactly he went back um mm. to and everything but no that, that is a nice the only thing is like the the scene with Peggy is very strong. It's just if if it was just makeup or it would have hit way harder. Like I I hate that I was taken out a little bit by the VFX and by the or by the CGI oh, and the weird. For sure. It would have been and like that's what's holding it back from being my favorite scene in the movie. You know? Yeah. Like that that's it. It's cuz mm-hmm. it's got really strong writing. It's got really strong emotional pull. It's got incredible performance by Chris Evans there. It's burying Haley Atwell's performance can't tell what she's doing besides voice acting um and the voice acting is fine i just think it would be a lot better if i could see what her face was supposed to be doing um Mm -hmm. so my point i'm of the mind Haley atwell should not be playing this character no yeah not at all old actress yeah call it a day a lot better Um, yeah, what was what was Stanley's? I'm trying to think, what was his cameo? He was he was the security guard. Oh, oh man, yes, I oh. am so fired. Yeah, I am so. That's right. Okay, that's. Um, but yeah, no, that that was very, a very strange decision to make there. Um, it could it could definitely could have been like the strong uh, uh like the strongest scene of the movie, uh, but did just kind of feel a little weird uh, because of it. But yeah, I uh my. My line, I like that you kind of have a line that shows more of, like, Steve's character um, or, like, his his uh, personality. Um, I chose a line that was more of, of showing how, like, he's actually a very good action star as well. I think, like, the lines he delivers, you know, they're corny, um, but I think, like, 
he actually delivered some good ones. And it was when the the elevator's filling up and everyone's sweating. You know, he notices the fingers on the you know resting on the trigger. The guy's sweating bullets, and he's like, "All right, before we get started, would anyone like to get out?" And, yeah, uh, hard. I, I thought you know it's uh, I don't th- like it doesn't really feel like a cap line that he would say out of like the first movie at all. You know, um, but he's reached no, yeah. kind of this level now of of like, hey, you guys are fucking Nazi. You know, I like. I'm going to beat this shit out of you. And I just, I'm, I'm going to let you know now, like you have one shot. I don't know how they would have gotten out. Um, cause he goes right into it. You know, they go right, right. On it. Maybe he expected them to jump out the way he did. Um, <laughs> just, but, but they don't have a, uh, super soldier serum or a, uh, vibranium shield. to That, break shot, that overhead shot of them all laying around him. Hard as fuck. Uh, yeah, top contender I'm- shot wise. Uh, that's, I'm surprised, uh, I, the shot that I, I think I will end up going with, I'm surprised you didn't, um, because it kind of, I don't know, it, 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 it was the one I guessed you would go with, um, uh, but it was whenever Bucky was sitting at, uh, Pierce's dinner table, um, just all, like, grueling, and then, like, just, the a, light, like, spotlight yeah. just on his eyes, you know, and he's just sitting there all menacing. I was uh, close to it. The thing for me is that the lighting was not good enough for that. Um, yeah, on his eyes it was good, but everything was, else was kind of lackluster, and like it was kind of lazy. Yeah. And was, even was, even on his like the contrast, this is the beginning of the Russo's gray man. The reason the rest of the MCU looks the way it does is because of this movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it works for this movie on a lot of occasions. Like it, it really does. The cold, steely, uh, fascist you know grays of of hydra mm-hmm. and that coming through i think that works um okay. it doesn't re- and but as far as lighting a scene the russo bros don't know how to do that shit they do not do yeah. it well um yeah, they never have and they the other shot the one that i will actually go with the one that i think actually looks good it is maybe it was in the trailer i don't know but it's whenever um i think it's him falling I don't think he's jumping. I think he's falling unconscious out of the the carrier, and it's in slow motion. Oh yeah, and you just see all the debris and like everything just kind of. Yeah, and yeah. but like, and the colors look really good there. Like it, no, and it's, it's strong. But, yeah, it's obviously like they know that this is a moment. Like it's slow motion. It mm-hmm. will like everyone will be looking at all these details and like moments like that. that it was, looks good. I, I guessed um, yours correctly. That was what I thought yours would. Yeah, be. I mean, um, it, it, like it's a wallpaper moment. And, it looks no, like it does. Like and, I almost, I almost went with it. But I kind of hate that it's like that. Like it, it's so obviously not the visual style of the rest of the movie, and it's just thrown in there to be like, "Hey, look at what we can do. This looks really good. Why not have that? Why not make the rest of the movie look good then? Yeah, like, um, like don't have it be that, a. Moment. That is my premier complaint about this movie is that I don't mm-hmm. think the Russos are a talented visually talented filmmaking duo i think they're they're fine i think they can direct the shit out of an action sequence i will give them that uh the nick fury car chase and culminating in that i hope that's dope i love that part of the movie um i I really and i think that again as far as action is concerned i think that they're also pretty good at directing um like I guess that's still an action scene. The last fight between Bucky and Steve on the on the carrier, like uh, that's that's still an mm-hmm. action scene. Obviously, it becomes oh, yeah. a little bit more intimate with that. With the I'm I'm with you till the end of the line. 
Um, but uh, that's that's a really strong moment as well. Um, I mean, my I think my scene is an action scene, and it's not even the last one. It's the I can't remember what happened that they're on the run. Maybe Steve just jumped out of the elevator and they're just chasing him. But mm-hmm. it's it's whenever they're on the road, just on the run, and Bucky is chasing him and eventually gets there. Um, like I'd say, it kind of starts like they're they're all in the car uh, leaving, and and then they all have to like go on like a door to like slide across the highway. Yeah, yeah. Like they're all like out and then the fight starts like on the bridge and everything. Bucky does the whole fucking oh, night. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. Like, that's dope. And Natasha does the thing with the recorder where she sets it up and yeah. so cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I, I mean, all that stuff is, is really cool. And like the, um, they're, I don't know. I thought like just the coordination of it all, like, is that actually Sebastian Stan? Like, doing that i'm not sure i'm assuming there. not i'm um, assuming not i'm assuming that's a stunt man um yeah. i know one stunt guy the only stunt guy i know that's in this he was in the elevator for a little bit but he's also uh who plays uh in the black panther suit um in civil uh, i know at least in civil war i think he does he does a lot of other stuff i think his name's gee um but he i i saw him in the elevator and i'm like oh no shit that's the guy who plays black panther um but uh, yeah, I, w- I was wondering if uh, how much Chris Evans and uh, Sebastian Stan actually did of their fights. Um, I but, would um, I would guess like the the choreography for a lot of their fights is really really strong, and a lot of it is also I think it's got to be visually effects enhanced. Some of the think, stuff yeah. they do. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, like. Uh, it's not human stuff that they do sometimes, but like the close well, up the just hand like, really count, like you have seen shit like the giant flipping kicks that they do where they don't like that's possible. Not quite at the heights they do it or at the power they do it, but that's mm-hmm. possible, you know, like yeah. uh, so I, I'm always interested. I don't know. I don't know how much of it is Chris Evans or how much of it is Sebastian Stan, but uh, hmm. Sebastian Stan delivers another really good performance. I think he's solid. He's really, really good in this movie. Oh yeah, um, and he's he's pretty consistent as Bucky as far as bringing his A game. He's he's a talented actor. The score, um, the his theme, like the hmm. like the screeches, kind it kind of reminded me of like the Prowler, um, in Spider Verse. Every time he'd show up and have you know his very you know his theme play and um very horror esque uh, every time he shows up and it was I thought thought very very cool. You know I we don't know whole... who it is first mm-hmm. necessarily the mask and glasses and everything and. And you're like, is you know, we we completely. I was know trying now to remember the marketing for this movie. Did Sebastian Stan just not take part in the press run? Yeah, I bet not. I bet it was kind of a reveal that it's Bucky. Uh, maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, as far as comics are concerned, the Winter Soldier is Buck Barnes. So if anybody was a comic book fan coming into Captain America, the Winter Soldier. They ah. know that the Winter Soldier is Bucky Barnes. Yep. That's the thing. Delay. That it's appealing to a generation in a time when comics were not super accessible to a new generation. So, like... Uh, I think the layperson just has no clue, though. Yeah, they yeah, no, for sure. would be... I think it is a reveal. Like, kind of, uh, no, I am your father. You know, kind of like the... the rev- yeah, they, they needed kind of that. And Bucky... Yeah, yeah, but the whole sequence that follows there where he goes back to the Hydra base and he's getting those flashbacks mm-hmm. and they're showing what happened and they, they wipe his mind and all that. Like, that's really strong. Um, so mm-hmm. that's the thing is that, like, uh, while while I'm not a huge fan of the Russo bros, they do have several sequences in their films that are strong. I just think that on the whole, mm-hmm. 
they're less than. Um, yeah, and very bland looking. I think you're right. Like it is just yeah. even the okay, shot that I went with. But mm-hmm. I thought it could have looked better. Um, it's just I I liked the emphasis of it, just the the general setup of it. It wasn't necessarily. It was pretty strong staging. It was pretty strong blocking, and I thought that that was that was strong. But when Cap is pulled out of the water and he's laying on the dirt, mm. and Bucky's walking away with the river taking up like half the screen, and the yeah. Triskelion burning in the background, like that's that's mm-hmm. it was really it was a really well layered scene. Um, but I don't think it like it still wasn't as pretty as I would have liked it to be. Like uh. Color. It's just the cup, like their color Why palette. I think guy, always gray. Yeah, Why, it is never any color up there. It's very just... bland. Um, not vibrant at all. Like I guess it's the vibrant or like the. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know exactly, like, but it is it, dark. It is dark. There's and... there's good. There's a good muted tones color palette in several movies. For example. I would describe Wakanda Forever as a muted color palette, something that is neutral, earthy tones. There are obviously colorful parts, mm-hmm. but that's the opportunity you are afforded with this movie as well. There could have been colorful parts. You know, there could have been moments where Cap suits a little bit more vibrant. There could have been moments whenever, I mean, Sam Wilson, why the fuck is he wearing that ugly ass green shirt? What the fuck? What the fuck are we doing with his? I know it's just like an exosuit. Like they don't have his not super like suit yet. Falcon shit. Like you know, like to mimic the Falcon, like the Falcon maroon or reddish. You know, type, a red shirt. You know, red, yeah, like, like they got the goggles, but they you know, like let's let's take it another step further. I like that corny shit. Do that corny mm-hmm. shit. Um, yeah. so like th- those those were just a few examples of stuff where I'm like, come on, lean into this genre a little bit more. Um. But you know it. It is what it is. I think that you know there there are movies with a similar aim in terms of aesthetic appeal for the color palette that just accomplish it ten mm-hmm. times better. Whereas the Russo brothers end up kind of muting everything, and therein it all looks the same, and that's boring as shit. This um, doesn't work. Does not work as well. But. Yeah, you got to got to give them the action though. They can they can do that. Very strong. Yes, they can do that. Um, and props to the stunt guys as well. Whoever's if 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 it is, I'm assuming a lot of the work is stunt. Uh, people. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, very very good on them too. It looked looked very very good. Um, and like the super soldier parts didn't look super unbelievable. Like it looked like it would really be if. Someone had mm-hmm. super like and did a super kick, you know, basically yeah. just having him fly back. So there's that yeah. moment whenever Bucky kicks a dude up into the air and then he gets sucked into the engine of a plane. Uh, fucking gnarly. Whenever he storms that carrier, oh, and dude, I, I, I love another moment that I almost went with was Steve's speech for the people of Shield, like kind of being like, Ooh. I know you're not all this. Those yeah. of you who aren't fight with me take them down they're amongst you they are they could be the person to your left or right beware basically you know that was awesome and then like the one guy be like no i'm not i can't launch the ships and then fucking love that do it and then like and that's the captain's orders captain's orders bro i was like 
fuck yes like that's that's the power of steve rogers and they utilize that perfectly when he speaks people listen so Mm -hmm. like if that's if that's somebody else getting on that microphone that guy might be might might pussy out you know i appreciate that steve rogers is the one who inspires who gives people the strength to do what must be done i love that shit i'm a sucker for it and that's that's the thing that makes steve rogers kind of the you know, I don't love the idea of Superman being like truth, justice in the American way. You know, I don't love that. Um, mm-hmm. But that's what makes Cap kind of the Marvel Superman is that that's in terms of just kind of general characterization. And, yes, uh, totally. Oh, yeah. He's and, you know, way closer, way closer to Superman than, than, anybody than anyone else. else. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, I just I came from growing up just automatically hating cap because he was against tony and like so so earlier you know i would say things like oh well of you well of course you know uh tony or it was a draw like it was a 2v1 you know they they needed bucky and cap to fight tony like if it was a straight up 1v1 he wastes either of them you know i'd be i'd totally be in that camp you know um growing up and now i'm but that's, no, that's I'm, I don't. There's, there's, I don't need to choose a side. You know, is no. the thing. I I can just be the viewer uh, and watch these movies, uh, and and not have to. to well, like, there's just a lot more so nuance to it than that. You learn. Mm-hmm. You kind of learn that as you grow up. You know, I think that there's there's a lot of when it comes to the heart of that conflict. I didn't realize that this. We actually see when he learns that Bucky killed Howard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never realized that. That was something new for me. Um I didn't I didn't know he yeah. learned that on screen. I thought that was which makes sense yeah, yeah. Uh, that it would be through just this little Zola you know uh, monologue basically mm-hmm. where they show Bucky and then they show Howard Stark deceased and you're like, "Oh, yeah." Yeah, he I think uh um Z- Zola why did I what? you yeah, is it just so? Yeah, he like li- doesn't he literally show him the actual footage of the road and like him because Tony watches his parents die on the road. He like sees the footage of Bucky killing them. Yeah, um, in Civil War. Yeah, and that's is that like in the facility in which Bucky was made, and then they go like straight into their fight right after that. Is that how it plays out, or does he like see it? And that's what spark like kind of sparks that's there Uh, that is in that 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 fight starts immediately upon watching that okay that's what Um, i thought and yeah yeah. kind of that makes you know he's very very much so tunnel visioned right there he's like oh Mm -hmm. this guy killed my mom and dad i'm i'm fuck yeah i'm i'm on you know sort of thing so like um i'm I, I will always, you know, before we get there, I'm definitely going to pre uh, say that I will be on Tony's side automatically. And if if I'm trying to say that I'm going in neutral and I will see both sides, just inherently I will probably defend Tony more no matter what. But I'm trying. I am very much trying so to go in on a very neutral stance um, to see where I, I am. No, don't get me wrong. But, when it comes to that final conflict... That is never the Team Cap, Team Iron Man thing I'm concerned with. Mm, it is okay. literally the idea of the Sokovia Accords and where they come down on. Because that is where uh, the bulk of the conflict in the movie comes from. That doesn't happen until the last 30 minutes. So it's like, 
most of the conflict in the movie is basically like the political argument between Tony and Cap. So, um, and what's what's their stances? I guess I'm Tony thinks that they should turn over their control and their not freedom, but basically like they answer to the American government. Really? Yes. Yes. Uh, so good luck trying to defend that. That's Um, kind of backwards because like in Iron Man, you see him like basically telling the government, fuck you guys. I've privatized world peace. You're welcome. I'll never listen to you. It's much more nuanced for Tony as well. It's because of the events of age of Ultron and them having done what they wanted and it resulting in the destruction of, you know, like all the, it's him dealing again, going back to what cap is much more equipped to deal with versus Tony much. It's very clearly a result of that. Like Mm. cap understands that these things happen and it's sad and it sucks, but they're going to happen on a larger scale. If we can't respond in time, if we have to answer to the government, they have to send it through a committee. They have to decide whether or not we can go. And by the time we can do that, it's over. You know, so like, uh, yeah, I guess he just felt very guilty. Yes, it's Ultron. One hundred percent, just guilt. Yeah, um, like, uh, but okay, I, I forgot. I, I, I knew it was like the Sokovia Accords, but I just, I just forgot kind of what the political what argument they, those, was. Those incur, um, yeah, yeah. No, so wow. like, it's, it's, it's definitely a very, it's a very nuanced argument about superheroes and hmm. what how we would utilize yeah. them in a real life sense, you know? So like that's, it's the concept of civil war, maybe not so much the execution. I'm excited to revisit that one. It's been even longer since I watched civil war than the winter soldier. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm very lost on that. Not going to lie. Like a lot of storyline parts are, are falling through, but I guess we kind of get an early showing of like the Sokovia Accords and stuff like that with Natasha at the end. Where they're like, yeah. hey, so like some of us think that you should be in in jail, basically, you know, for what you did. And she's like, you're not going to put me in jail. You guys need my mind. You I'm going to I'm going to. Uh, this is an insane coincidence. I've watched this movie, obviously, a handful of times throughout the years. Do you remember that Never. scene at all? Like, I do. I, yeah, I, do. I, I don't know why. I, this is the first time I've I've like ever like. I'm like, I don't remember this. I don't know. Well, why. because I mean, like, you've probably never been equipped to care about it. Um, we're at a point now where like, this is actually one of the most interesting parts of the movie is that they leak every shield and Hydra secret. And Natasha does that. Like that is Natasha who is responsible for freeing the information about this secret organization. Like that's cool shit. That's really dope. So like Snowden, but like on steroids, like she she leaked everything, Everything. Uh, even her own stuff. You know, everyone knows what she's been through and every, everything that she's when done. Pierce is like, are you ready for them to see you for who you truly are? And she's like, are you like, yeah. uh, at least I'm not a fucking Nazi guy. You know, like, uh, I, I love that shit. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think people are going to hate you a little more Pierce. Uh, a I little can, bit. I think more. I can sacrifice my self image for the greater good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, says- that's uh, ultimately, that's part of why I went with Natasha. She is so, She's so fucking cool. I love Black Widow, dude. I think she's at so the good. end. Whenever people they're kind of saying their goodbyes a little bit, and Steve's like, "Hey, like your, you know, all your stuff's out. Like, are you gonna, what are you gonna do?" He's like, "I'm, I'm looking to rebuild. You know, find somewhere." And you, and he was like, "Well, that's gonna take a while, probably." And she goes, "I'm counting on it." Um, is is what she says. And I was, I was trying to think of just what she does in between now and the next time we see her. Like, if it is, 
I don't know if she does just get a nice time of peace at all um, right now. Because uh, that's where my money's at. You know, I think that they do a lot with Black Widow where they were contemplating doing a thing. I think for years they were thinking about doing a Black Widow movie before they finally did a Black Widow movie. Um, because we don't we see her again in Age of Ultron when they're just you know we get the post credit scene which is a tease for Age of Ultron here where you know. Uh, and that's another thing I appreciate about the MCU at this time. Yeah, it's just a teaser for the next movie. Next it's movie, not, you know. It's not like, it's staggered. Thor the Dark World's post-credit scene is for the Collector, which is in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is the next one. Yeah. Winter Soldier's like, post-credit scene is for Age of Ultron, which is the first one after Guardians. So it's like, uh, it just, they make sense. And nothing, there's no, so far, no thread that has been left untouched for the post-credit scenes. They they follow through on those. Mostly because, like, the post-credit scene for Age of Ultron is a scene from Civil War. <laughs> they're, really? they're filming, they're filming these, we're getting to that point where they are... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. They're filming them on top of each other, basically. Um, mm. But, uh... And even, I guess, showing the collector, um... They kind of filming Guardians. Yeah, they were filming Guardians because it is. I kind of when that post credit scene was showing, I'm like, oh shit does does her does his little servant girl actually grab it right now? Like, I'm like, is that is that about to like go down in this post credit scene? Because it it is the same set and everything, so Mm -hmm. uh, maybe. Well, and then this, you know, we see Wanda and we see Pietro, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Olsen. I love the last shot of Elizabeth Olsen. Also, by the way, that's one of the gnarliest little Scarlet Witch moments. And then, like Uh, the very last second of like the the cubes like snapping. I wish I wish we would have seen a little bit more. I don't know. It looked Mm -hmm. really cool. They just cut off a little early. I think, but Uh, but um, yeah, no. So like again, a a good post credit scene. I appreciated mm -hmm. that a great deal. Um, and then uh, was there a second post credit scene in this one? I don't think so. I think that was it. Oh, there um, is one. It's Bucky at the museum. Yes, and he and he's looking. Okay, that's right. Yeah, he's looking at his own thing. Okay, um, yeah. very yeah. brief. Yeah, very brief. very brief. Yeah, just kind of showing that Bucky's trying to unlock the secrets of his past. Um, mm-hmm. so That'd be very cool. trippy. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm in a museum. You know, he's like, they oh. think I'm dead. You know, like, <laughs> like, I'm definitely it, standing right here looking at yeah, this thing right have, now. And they think I died 70 years ago. Uh, Cap has to be all covert as he's walking through there. He sees that one kid looking at him. He's like, yeah, you know, but like, who the fuck's not recognizing the big ass, muscular, tall ass dude? You're in the exhibit for him right now. Um, The the guy at the mall being like, I wish. Damn. Oh yeah, the Apple, the Apple employee. Yeah. Yeah. I've been Aaron or whatever, you know. If you need anything. um, I've been Aaron. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that guy. Um, I actually have those glasses. Wow, you guys are basically twins. Yeah. Uh, yeah only, only if he knew um, who he was talking to there. I don't. Maybe it's a Clark Kent situation where it's just so like obviously there's no way I could be talking to Superman right now. Yeah. So it's just not him. So may, maybe it is that. But um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I guess a hat, a hat is actually quite the disguise. Um. I think like oh, it does a lot it? of heavy lifting. It does, you yeah. know. Um, like Andrew Garfield went under. I think just put like a hat on 
had a Spider-Man shirt on and was walking around during like the promotion for the Amazing Spider-Man and like wasn't even recognized. I think there's, mm-hmm. I think I remember some video of him walking around in the streets and and not being recognized. There's a video of uh, something that we actually discussed collateral a couple months back. There's a there's behind the scenes footage where Michael Mann had uh, Tom Cruise dress up as a FedEx man and deliver packages to see if anyone would notice him. And he had to do it in like a crowded city street in Chicago. Um, Hmm. And I didn't learn this until after we recorded that, which is why, but like, he's just, he's just wearing a FedEx uniform. It's not even, yeah, nothing's doing nothing done with his face. He's not wearing different glasses. She's wearing a FedEx uniform. So it's just kind of like, you know, hard to imagine that you would not recognize Tom Cruise, but no way you're going to think, working as a FedEx employee. Yeah, you know, like, you're, you're I'm like, not talking to Tom job, Cruise right. right now. There's a part of that video too where one guy like kind of like looks at him and is like like he I think he there's one guy in that video yeah. it's funny that definitely knows he's Tom Cruise. Um and it's it's hysterical cuz they're talking about how like nobody recognized him, but there's like one guy who's just kind of like oh. you could tell he thinks it's like hella cool. He's like Oh shit! Uh, no one's ever gonna believe me. Uh, yeah, like he's like, just saw Tom Cruise deliver a package as a FedEx guy. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, no. But ne- regardless, it does a lot of heavy lifting that that sort of disguise. So I, uh, you know, I I see it more and more every day. The one that I cannot wrap my head around is the people working in close proximity to Clark Kent, um, Lois Lane Especially not Lois. being able to pick up on. That's the that's, one. Yeah, that's the. The one who's in, who has like, who's talk, talks to both of them, like who actually talks to yeah. both of them as, as separate people, yeah. whatever, you know, but, um, I, yeah. I think this it's one is fine. Cool. It, it is what I it just, is. I love it. Superman's one of my favorite comic book characters, period. Mm-hmm. And that trope, I'm a sucker for it on screen. Like I said, Superman 78, my favorite comic book movie. So it's like, it works for him. Yeah, yeah it, it works. Just, it, it works. It, um, but, um, but, uh, are we, are we ready to rate this bad boy? I think we are. Yeah, we have all the favorites mentioned. All right. Um, Before we rate, I'm going to go ahead and do some plugs here. Um, if you are not watching on YouTube, you can now. Look us up. Penny Bloom Podcast. I got I got little things on display. I got a nice little replica shield from Captain America, the first Avenger. It's a lot of fun. Got this mm-hmm. right over here. I got a little Captain America book over here. Sentinel of Liberty, the most recent cap run. Issue number two over here. It's wonderful. Love that. Um, but yeah, you can watch us on YouTube. You can watch us on TikTok at Penny Bloom Podcast. You can follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod, Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Uh, head to patreon.com slash Penny Bloom Pod, where for $3 a month, you can support the podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. To this point this year, we have published more than eight hours, eight hours of exclusive content in 2024. Um, at least one thing a week, which is a lot of fun and it's it's always a random conversation that we have a good time having not so formatted and structured like we do here uh so you can have a good time over there three dollars a month huge help but yes let's rate this movie how are you feeling about it on a scale of one to ten well enjoyment wise it's up there um i think we gave the first one a natural comparison uh i think the the first cap we gave that one a nine seven five um and i think i'm 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 either like right around there or i could go like with the nine five movies uh group it up in there with it we gave first uh, avenger a nine seven five nine two five. 
Oh, oh sorry. Maybe I just said that wrong. Uh, okay. came out wrong. Yeah. Nine. Oh, I don't, I might've heard it wrong too. My oh. bad. I, I don't know. Either way. I heard nine, seven, five, one way or the other. Um, I don't know. If I I'm could, uh, for uh, me, it is for me. If first Avengers a nine, two, five, this is a nine, two, five. I would be okay with it joining the nine, five tier though. If that's, if that is something you'd be more comfortable with, I don't mind that. That's Superman, Iron Man 3, and Days of Future Past. Um, I'd say other than Superman, probably better made movies, or better made movie, but I think there, I, I enjoy Iron Man 3 and Days of Future Past just a little bit more. So you throw um, it a 925? I'm cool with that. Um, I think. I think I'm I'd cool. tie it on, on enjoyment. It is tied, I guess, with the first cap, but... Well, I I don't know. I was going to say that I'd put it over, but the enjoyment from both, it, it's different kinds of enjoyment, I think. No, it is. It is. Okay. And like I said earlier, nice. I've got the first Avenger above this one. So like that's, oh, okay. for me, it's, it's I do like yeah. the first Avenger more, but it's not by much. It probably would be, if we're doing a .25 scale, on the same on the same level. Um, one okay. of those deals where I'd go like 9-2 versus 9-1 type shit you know but if we're gonna exactly. if we're gonna do this thing let's go ahead yeah. and make it a nine two five um okay then there we go i like a nine two five and then critically now um the first one we gave a seven seven five um i think this the story grants this one a little boost um i think the story is pretty good uh, I don't think it's as visually appealing as the no, first one. Yeah, the first uh, one looked a lot better, so maybe that brings it back down to similar footing. But yeah. I, I, I'd say it's perform. Chris Evans does a lot better. Um, everyone surrounding him does a really good job. Um, yeah, I'd say there's something a lot more pulpy about the first one. It's hard to compare them. Like they, the first one's a period. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. and this one is mm-hmm. modern, so like there is. There's a different feel to it completely. And I think that performance wise, it'd be kind of doing the first one a disservice to say that like Haley Atwell and Tommy Lee Jones and Stanley Tucci and these Sebastian Stan that they did a worse job, you know, because I think they're just doing a whole different thing Um, where. And so ultimately, I, I would agree Chris Evans does a lot better in this one, though. like that's that's the undoubted he elevates like crazy here. Um, yeah. So I, we gave the first one a seven, seven, five. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be cool giving this an eight or an eight, two, five. Okay. Eight would be the amazing Spider-Man. First one, first class V for vendetta and X two, um, eight, two fives would be big hero six, uh, mask of phantasm, Spider-Man and the Watchmen. Let it um, join that one. It's eight, two, five. If you're giving me those, um, Frankly, I think Cap First Avenger might be a little higher than a seven seven five these days. Now that we're a little removed from it, but uh, um, regardless, I think eight two five is is a fair assessment there. Okay, and if we go there, it will shake out to be. Oh, that one isn't isn't doesn't follow our formula yet. We'll have to put it in now. It does an eight five eight, so an eighty six percent. Uh, which do we have any of those? We do. Big Hero Six and the Amazing Spider-Man um, are eight five eights. Two eight five eights in the same week. Mm, okay, yeah, that's right. And it would technically be, I mean, it's it's an eighth, but there is 
a three-way tie between The Amazing Spider-Man Big Hero 6 um, and then another tie for Batman Begins and Spider-Man at an 875 right above it. So it's technically in tied in fifth place right now. Cool. Um, yeah, I think it earns that. I think it does. And uh, especially given our personal re-ratings that we've been doing and we're working on and trying to find a new middle ground sort of, it'll be interesting to mm-hmm. kind of reassess it that way. But uh, yes. Yes. yeah, with that coming to an A6, we're a little bit nicer than the IMDb. I checked that earlier. Um, believe it or not, the IMDb has Civil War as the best Captain America movie, this as the second best Captain America movie, and First Avenger as the worst Captain America movie, which for me, the exact opposite. So yeah, flip, uh, fascinating little around. Um, I think it's yeah. just the amount of big names that are in yeah. the movie. Civil War is a different animal in terms of hype and excitement. and It was the first, you know, because, I mean, even Age of Ultron and Avengers, they have a lot of big names. But they don't have all the big names, you know. And like, introducing new people, Black Panther, Iron Man. Uh, we get, yeah, uh, Tom Holland's first time. Like it's it's yeah, it is no, it is a huge. whole other ball game. Yeah. So I get why people love that movie ultimately, but uh, I'm excited to get to it now. You know, I'm excited to revisit that. It's uh, it's one that I I'm, I'm excited to get to. But with that, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. I already did all the plugs, so if you would, keep on coming back. You know, we we will be continuing our comic book movie journey through film next week with X-Men Days of Future Past on Wednesday and Guardians of the Galaxy next Friday. A stellar, stellar two weeks that we're on right now. Uh, Big Hero 6, Mm -hmm. this, Days of Future Past, Guardians. And we follow that week with Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. So we're we're on a streak right now. I'm I'm loving this era for comic book movies. but yeah, we also got the Game of Thrones Winter is Blooming, our rewatch podcast on Mondays. Uh, we're, we're, we're inching nearer and nearer the end of Season 7. I believe next week is Season 7, episodes, Episode 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm, excited to, uh, I'm excited to get to that one. I'm excited for you all to hear it. Um, but yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, homie, peace, love, and bloom. And I'm with you till the end of the line.